Spotify. Hello. Thank you for choosing the Lackadaisical Libricularist Podcast. Without further delay, here is your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Librocubicalist. Today, my friends, is Book Wednesday. Combining books and Bo Wednesdays? Who would have thunk it? Something I like to say at the top of every show is that there will be spoilers. I do not censor myself for the reason that that uh, makes talking of the book more difficult. And as I like to say to all the kids listening out there, if work is hard, don't do it. Another thing I like to say at the top of every show is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is one million dollars! <laughs> no. That is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes, as that is what helps others find podcasts and things to move along and grow. Grow! Oh, of course, take us into our last piece of podcast-related business, which is today's sponsor, which is Demon Possessed Axe Body Spray. Once again, today's sponsor is Demon Possessed Axe Body Spray. Thank you to them. Very, very much appreciated. I have, if you're following along, a book that will not surprise you for the reason that it is a book within a series in which I am reading. So, if you listen to the last book of Wednesday, this will not come as a shock to you that I am going to talk about today, Chronicles of Dress the Legend, book number... Seven-ish within the Drenay saga by Mr. David Gemmell. Seven-ish for the reason that uh, these books jump around a lot, so you can read them in quite a few different orders. I think I'm almost positive, but not 100%, say that the order I am reading them in is the order that they were re-released in, in sort of box sets. Because my thought is that you can go chronological, but that's not how they were written. You can go how they were written originally, but if you read them in the order they thought would make the most sense when re-releasing them after putting a little thought into it, you know, they thought about that. It's not like they just said, okay, let's do this order. There's got to be some thought behind it. So I decided that was the most wisest of choices. The very first book in this series, regardless of the order, oh, no, not regardless of the order, in most orders was called uh, Druss, was called Legend, just simply Legend. Or was it The Legend? I think it was just Legend. Anyways, the legend in question was a man by the name of Druss, who uh, I think quickly became a fan favorite. So what Mr. David Gemmell did was listen to his audience and said, hey, People really like this character. Why don't I write a book about him and his travails and travels? So that is what he has done here. It starts off, he is a young man living in a mountain community where he's a bit of an outcast, a bit of a loner, a lone wolf, for the reason that he doesn't get along with every with anyone because he's kind of got a bit of a temper and... 
to be 100% homage with you. He's a bit of a dick. Yeah, I wouldn't want to hang out with him either, and neither does anyone else in this town. Reaches the point even where he, like, busts a guy up for making a joke about his new wife. His new wife, in the form of a Miss Rowena, who is the only person on the planet who can sort of temper his temper. The only person who, when he is with, he sort of feels like, ah, you know what, I can be a good man. I can control this temper. I can just chill the fuck out of it, buddy. Um, so he loves her, and it is a great and all-encompassing love. So, when a band of marauders and rapers and pillagers and plunderers and slavers come to the small village, kill all the men, take most of the women, it's going to set some shit in action. Namely, the just about the entirety of this book. At the time, Druss was doing his job as a, I guess you would just say lumberjack. Yeah. I guess if you boil it down, that's what you'd call him. Anyways, so he wasn't there to defend his home when this raid took place. People were sent into the woods to kill these lumberjacks as well, but uh, he killed all of them, got back to the village and found it destroyed, found his father dead, so that hit him pretty hard, and hitting him hardest of all was the fact that his wife was gone. Luckily, there was a dude there who sort of was following these bad, bad men for the reason that they killed his son. So uh, he was also an expert tracker, so he kind of teams up with Druss. Druss reluctantly teams up for the reason that he just wants to run off and freaking kill these people, despite the fact that there's like 40, 50 of him, and if he charges in there, guns a-blazing, uh, although he doesn't have a gun, so axe a-blazing. Uh, he would be immediately killed. He's got to put a little thought into it or else all is lost. Now, this is kind of, well, I don't know why I'm saying the word kind of. This is where this book takes off into being a quest. A quest for, I think, two things. Again, boiled down. A quest to obviously find and rescue his wife. That's quest number one. As well as a quest for vengeance for those who have done him wrong in the taking of his wife mostly. And some of my very, very favorite fantasy-type thingamabobs come in the form of quests. I love a good quest. Traveling from point A to point B. This is probably easily fit into that epic quest scenario in that uh, Druss, uh, and this is a fairly, this is a bit of a spoiler here, but I did give a warning, Druss takes years and years and years to find his wife. I think a decade? Yeah, I, I think as much as a decade. Anyways, it's a long time, this quest. So what I've done is uh, written down, or written down, if you prefer, for some reason, being a weirdo, some of the uh, little tidbits and highlights of his quest that take off from this point. So, well, step one is finding the initial marauders, which he handily kills. Those he does not kill run off, the leader of which was not there at the time, had already taken Rowena to the seaport to sell her off. The reason she was taken and the others were not was because we learned that she is a seer, meaning psychic. Druss, in fact, Druss was unaware of this fact, so when he does find out, he was pretty taken aback. But yeah, she could uh, like see into the future and just by touching your hand could see how you would die. You know, things of that nature. Very, very powerful as far as 
people with powers within this Drenae series, she's definitely, definitely up there. In fact, uh, well, I'll get into that later. Anyways, uh, so she was taken to the seaport and sold to a merchant from a faraway land. Mm. Uh, Dress does manage to make his way to the seaport. However, he can't just hop on a ship and say, take me here. No, no, no. It costs money to do so. In fact, it costs a shit ton of money to do so for the reason that this faraway land is embittered and battled within a civil war, so no one wants to go there, which means he's got to make some money. How do you make some money if you're super, super badass dude? Well, one way you could go about it is in the fighting arena. Yeah. Uh, Druss is just a super, super badass fighter extraordinaire. Uh, I would say that Probably his number one asset, and this is touched on a couple times, it's not the fact that he's giant, got a neck like a bull, muscles bulging all over, that that helps, but I think his number one asset is that all his fighting is sort of done almost through instinct, and instinct alone. So it's not that momentary thought of, oh, this person's doing this, which means I should counter with this. It's all just sort of within his brain, flowing naturally, speed like you wouldn't believe. It's something to behold, I am sure. And behold, I did do it within my brain for the reason that is that is how books work. You read it and the pictures happen in your brain, people. Uh, I'm stopping, getting a coffee, and a goddamn donut, because I earned it. Because it's Christmas Eve day and I'm going to fucking work. <sighs> Back in a moment. Editing. 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 Oh! the road again that was the on the road again remix thank you for that voice box where did i leave off oh yeah so uh fighting in the not gladiatorial games this has more of a sort of underground bare knuckle fisticuffs kind of deal to it where he sort of learns his craft the first opponent he goes up to is the champion and although he does not win he doesn't lose, it's sort of a draw, so the champion, who's got a little age and experience on him, takes him under his wing and teaches him the way of the fight. Uh, so that was a cool little section there. He also is sort of hooked up with a poet by the name of, I didn't write it down? Strange name, I know. Anyways, uh, so this poet sort of travels with him through most of his search for his wife. Not 100% of the time is he with him, because sometimes it's nice to have your quester, lone, battling by himself, so, uh, manages eventually to take ship. Uh, this comes about in that he takes ship as a mercenary to help get to this faraway land, for the reason that there's apparently a shit ton of pirates between us and them. So, uh, that, that was a pretty cool series of events as well, where they're basically surrounded by pirates, and dress quite often, as this fits his personality, rather than wait to be attacked, kind of shrugs his shoulders and says, fuck it, let's attack him. Because it's sort of the last thing they would expect for a shit ton of pirates surrounding a smallish boat to be attacked by said boat. Uh, throws the pirates off guard, they don't know what to think. And uh, Druss, with his axe, is unstoppable. Scares the shit out of him, kills a whole bunch within seconds, the rest just throw down their arms. This is sort of, because this is the first time the poet has really seen him in action, this is where 
the legend starts to be born as the poet is writing a saga about him. Interesting, interesting. Which uh, it comes up towards the end, and uh, this, this is a thought that I like, so I will mention it, that if the poet wasn't with him, and Druss was doing all of the things he does within this book, would he still be Druss, the quote-unquote legend among all these peoples? Interesting. So eventually makes his way to this civil-worn-torn land called Ventaria, which is huge. Like, giant enormous like takes a month to pass on horseback that sort of idea so the trail kind of goes cold as far as finding his wife which sucks while he is waiting sort of gets involved in the war as you do kind of i think one of the reasons he does get involved is because of his axe his axe which i've mentioned but have not really touched on but i should say is possessed by a demon yeah a demon possessed axe which has its ups and downs. Uh, the ups are never needs sharpening, so that's a bonus. You're going to cut down on some time right there, right? Can cut through shit with ease. And I don't mean literal shit. I mean, like, armor and things. Come on. Let's be serious here. Grants the user a certain amount of strength and uh, constitution and resolve to get shit fucking done. Bad side... It's, it slowly taints and possesses you and turns you evil and madly insane. So, you know, that's the downside. Because Druss is the man he is, he has been able to fight this a fair amount, but with all the fighting he has been doing with Axe at his side, it's sort of taking its toll on him. Eventually, he loses the Axe. A series of events cause him to lose it. And he sort of immediately feels better, comes to the realization that, yes, it was evil, it was turning me bad. Because while he had the axe, he refused to believe that for the reason that he was becoming possessed. Yeah, very, very much, obviously, like the ring from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Duh, even. You know, it's funny, I just put that together right now as I was saying this out loud. Which is a little interesting thing about podcasting is... Once you are saying the words and they are coming out of your mouth, uh, sometimes a different slant will sort of hit you, like that. Axless, he's doing okay, except for the point where he learns from a priest, a priest who told him this axe was evil, that someone has found his axe and has been become possessed rather quickly, I might add, for the reason that he was already kind of evil. So Dress feels he has to stop him. He is captured. Yeah, so that ain't good. In a dungeon for like a year and stuff, with wobbly teeth and losing his strength and nothing but bread and water. Still, still, despite all that, manages to get his shit together and save the day. <laughs> I very much like that part because uh, the poet and uh, another guy dressed met along the way, like a warrior type, were going to save him and had just got to this castle to save him and were sort of in the process of saving them. <laughs> and then Dress just sort of pops out, saves himself, and uh, says, hey, what took you guys so long? <laughs> so uh, I like it. Uh, the ending of this book is sort of the next section of his quest. Uh, basically, the Civil War is just about done. There is one city still need to be taken back from, uh, let's just call them the bad guys, whatever. Within this city, we learn, and so does Druss learn, is his wife. What? Finally, after all these years, it's always in the last place you look when you lose something, right? <laughs> Anyways, something 
that comes about from this point is that Rorina has been, for the last year, married. Yeah. So, Dress is heartbroken, but we also learn, and so does he, that uh, Rowena was, a couple years ago, no, no, yeah, about a year ago, her power that I mentioned earlier, that was very, very strong, was so strong that it was killing her. So they had to get this mystic guy in to uh, tamp down, to put a lock on her mystical power, because that would save her. Now, doing that did save her, but one of the side effects is that she lost her memory. She lost her memory. She had, what do you call it, uh, memory loss. Yeah. So she ended up with one of the quote-unquote bad guys. Uh, he wasn't actually very bad. He was very honorable and loved her. She loved him. One of, before she lost her power, one of her prediction was that uh, one year after marriage, you will die. <laughs> so despite the fact that he had that warrant, did end up marrying her. One year passed did end up dying in this last siege of this civil war. Dress comes along, and it's not all freaking roses right off the bat, but eventually, because I'm very, very close to work, I don't have time to get into it, eventually they do live happily ever after. That's the end of the book, sort of. This book has the longest prologue I think I've ever read in a book. It is sort of many years down, maybe 20... 20 plus years down the line from these events where Rowena and Russ are living in, the, in that mountain community or maybe a different one, sort of just living their lives together. And then Druss is called once again to war. Ugh. It is specifically the uh, battle at Skeln Pass. This is cool for the reason that in, um, I think I might even go most of the other books within this series mention this particular battle when referring to Dross and how it's got that sort of 300 feel, a group of men holding a pass against insurmountable odds. So they spent a friggin' shit ton of time talking about just that within this, and I goddamn liked it. It was a little behind the scenes of something I'd only heard of up until that point. If you haven't gathered from all my excitement of talking of this book, Five out of five! Folks, I'm at work, so that will leave one final thing to say, which is, of course, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Come the day you're mine Live long and prosper